the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I have to tell you, I've been um, watching all day, listening all day. This is a great jobs number. Great. Not because it's real, but because it's undeniably fake. This is the, the overthrow of the private sector of the economy. And this is why you rail against government control. Because once under the control, now you're gonna, it's going to be normal to accept this BS And there will only be but a small group that questions it. This is what we were warned about from a former Soviet who understood the psychological overthrow of a people. Now, for generations, for centuries, authors from around the world came here and said it wouldn't happen to the American people. The American people were rooted in representative republic. They were rooted in that American arrogance. The Americans understood They were never, ever to be ruled. They were only to be represented. And they would throw out the liars. They would throw out the cheats. Those days are but a memory. And now we are in the new normalization period. So I want you to hear how we are now in phase three of the absolute and total collectivist, socialist, fascistic overthrow of America. And after crisis, with a violent change of of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. Now, I know that uh, that's Yuri Bezmenov, for those of you who want to really look at how we've been overthrown for decades, but specifically hardcore the last three years. But I, I, I want you to focus on the idea of what is now normal in America. It is now normal for us to ignore the fact that more people than ever in the history of the government in the country are on government sustenance. More than ever, all categories of income derive their living, derive their food from government cheese, government handouts, government subsidies or welfare in one form or another. And now we have an economy that has been imitating the velocity of a private economy, a private economy. Now what we are is a government collectivist economy. So when you talk about the number, how could it be? How could it be? We just talked two days ago about the private payroll, private companies and their payroll. We all know about the, how many of them are closing because they can't get employees. We already know that as of two days ago, we lost 301,000 
private payroll employees. Minus 301,000 ADP, saying that January private payrolls declined by 301,000. They revised down their uh, December payrolls to 776 from the 807, which, by the way, remains a huge miss relative to what the BLS reported. But here are the numbers. Minus 301,000 versus an estimate of 200,000 on the street. Uh, just for the record, we did discuss on... 501,000 number difference. They expected plus 200. They got minus 301. But keep in mind, that is the private sector. It is now the new normal where our economy, our sustenance of, uh, of, of really our livelihoods will come from the government. And the government will backdoor unionize not just themselves, as you saw today. We are going to have congressional staffers are going to be unionized. Now, that should work out spent splendidly. After all, there's no conflict there. But now all the companies that want some of this government spending, record levels, almost unimaginable. If you're going to get some, you're going to be unionized. And the politicians will be bribed from the unions. And you'll take that business model, which is a union. It's a business model. The kind that destroyed the Chicago uh, public schools. They're going to take that. They're going to expand it in every aspect. So now are they lying about the numbers? I say absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt because it's evidence that they are. Unless you take their spin on it, because they've been spending trillions. So are they only including government hires? And the reality is, if you do, doesn't that have to be minused, minused from the actual economy of the private sector? See, what's happening is the private sector, us entrepreneurs, the people who work for companies that formerly didn't want anything to do with the government, now need the government. Now are corrupted by the government, whether it's PPP loans, whether it's subsidies for the insurance, whatever the case is. So now no one is going to question this obvious lie. It is an obvious lie of the numbers. And no one will talk about how the EBT program just two weeks ago increased an already unheard of increase in food stamps. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Because when you're on government sustenance, you're not paying for inflation costs of food. You don't pay for it. So you stay loyal to the Marxist mafia. You are the Democrat base. It's like those morons that have been assaulted by corrupt Chicago Democrats, yet still to this day will vote Democrat. Because they need that corruption. They need that sustenance. So when you hear all of the talk of what a great economy, and you're going to be inundated this weekend, there's a reason that number comes out on Friday. It's going to be two days of how you're going to hear blue skies, nothing but blue skies. All BS. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss all pandemic EBT updates. Guys, I'm talking about pandemic EBT programs, emergency allotment, house bills, and more. So if you want to know what is going on in the lovely world of EBT, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. Now, if this is your first time tuning that's just one YouTube follower with 750,000 followers. One YouTube Oh, station. God. And they're, you know what? You know what's amazing, Squirrel Hands? You know what's amazing? Is that she's one of 70. And now they have taken how to navigate our welfare system, our programs. And they, they're teaching people at record levels, which is why there's an expan explosion of people on government sustenance. And you know how they cook this number? Because if you are on disability, if you no longer are looking for work, you're no longer counted as the workforce participation. This is the fraud. So at this point, they're making it up over and over again. And when you think that people will wake up, 
because of inflation. They're paying more at this store. They're, the people on welfare aren't paying a damn cent. In fact, they're getting increases to offset the failure, the failure of what is the Democrat philosophy of this fraud government top-down economy. It doesn't work. It's never worked. But what they're going to do is lie long enough to normalize it. And that's what's happening right now. Average people are getting clobbered by the cost of everything today. Gas prices of the pump are up. We're working to bring them down, but they're up. Food prices are up. We're working to bring them down as well. Now, this is in the beginning of the schizophrenic speech by the diaper wearer. This is, this is, he must have gone off, off script. The teleprompter was too dim. He couldn't see it. And he wants to now appease himself to the people who are struggling by saying they're working on it. Well, in case you're not watching, it's them working on things that are responsible for this massive, massive failure in our economy. Sasha Loftus spoke to some who are really feeling the effects of this recent increase. It's really hard right now. It's something we've all been seeing. Everything is more expensive. The bills, the power, the gas, it's, it's everything. Now, Southwest Gas is raising its prices, and people in Las Vegas say it's been a nightmare. I just got this bill yesterday, and it says $130. Many tell us... So if you're just hanging on, and you're living like so many of us have in our lives, hand to mouth, you work an extra... And you find out you've been, you go on YouTube and you just want to unwind and all of a sudden you get a, a YouTube commercial and it's somebody that tells you how to navigate the welfare system. And you find out that due to the fraud in our welfare system and, and, and that people qualify if they are within 125 percentile of the median income, they get some sort of benefit. That's how you suddenly normalize the European socialism with the face of an American Democrat. This is the normalization of a welfare state. And it's with this state that corrupt politicians, they need this. Because of people who gain their sustenance from government, they're willing to accept the political whores and pimps like Joe Biden, like so many of the Republicans that sold that same kind of welfare like George W. Bush. Because they've disincentivized, they've penalized, and if you can somehow navigate... The failure in their policy increases the cost so much, it doesn't matter. You drown in the debt, even as they lie to your face. For many Americans, wages are up this year. In January, wage increases were strong across the board, and that's good. We have to continue to keep wages growing, and we need even more high-paying jobs. It doesn't matter when they are devaluing your currency that you're getting paid with. And that's if I give him the benefit of the doubt. What he's doing is lying, and he's counting government-sponsored jobs, government-hired jobs, as wage increases. Well, the rest of us, small business people, laborers, you're struggling, unless you got this government cheese. And then you're not. And then, my favorite of the favorite, now promote a false patriotism and hide the government spending, the government unionization of America. The corruption in our policies, hide it in patriotism. And my decision at the outset of our administration to buy American. It's always been the law, it was very seldom ever followed. You were a senator for 50 years, you fraud, you, you, you skeleton. Now it's a reality, not an empty promise. I made clear 
that when the federal government spends taxpayer dollars, we buy American products. American products made in America, including all the component parts of that product, with very few exceptions. Except the billion tests you just bought from China. Except the oil you now are actually buying, in some cases, from Russia himself. Or other despots around the world. You, so you've crippled the main, the main sources of our revenue, the main sources of our economy. You've crippled them here in this country. Now you're going to be patriotic? This is how you overthrow a country with psychology. Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. And that's how you have a Marxist like Raskin, whose father was a Soviet sympathizer, whose son now is a congressman, and his daughter-in-law will be on the Fed. That is how you overthrow a nation. 312-642-5600. It's going to, be a, it's going to take us to, to explain exactly how we've been corrupted by the people who have destroyed the economy in the first place. They're not the ones that are going to rescue it. They're the ones that'll put you in chains. We'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. Hello, Friday. For you for now, you see it in that sewer of Chicago. Forget the corruption. They can't get enough of it. There are loyal Democrats because they learned the trick from the Cubans, from the Soviets. Once they derive their life from government, they will become the enforcers of government corruption, of government fascism. They will then start to intimidate their neighbors. This is commonplace. So I was thinking about Frenchie last night and the brother with the va- and all of it. And this is what we're seeing now. So when you point out this reality, this obvious government fraud, among a litany of others, directly attributed to the Biden crime family, it will not resonate with about 65% of the people because 65% of the people are on one form of government subsidy. They need the government. They cannot live without it. This country is only for a third of us. That's who wanted to throw off the king. The rest of the country was fine with it. They didn't care. It's always only going to be a third. So you're never going to reason with these people. Don't seek their opinion. Don't seek their approval. Because they have one thing and one thing only. That's loyalty to the state. Jim in Chicago. Yeah, hi, Sean. How are you? Good. Pence had to straighten up a fly right today in front of the Federalist Society. He had to admit that he couldn't throw the election to Trump. And I think that was a, a breath of fresh air. All right. I'm not quite sure what that has to do with what we're talking about, but all right. I, I mean, he didn't throw the election to Trump. I mean, and then we're going to... No, Jim, there's no question. They legitimately stole it. They legitimately ballot harvested they legitimately fraud the count. My question has always been, are there 81 million people that are alive? Are there 81 million people that were legally able to vote that voted? That's, that's my question. The rest is up to you guys. I mean, you know, everybody gets their own opinion. I was doing election coverage that night, but I understood what was at stake. What's at stake is, the, is what we're living through. 
It's control of the money of the world. That's what was at stake. That was the incentive. And then once you're in power, who is loyal in the bureaucracies? Are those bureaucracies fighting for Americanism, for truth? You just had a bureaucracy lie to your face about the economy. Outright lie. Cook the numbers in just 48 hours. Completely lie. So now we're going to get pro-government apparatchiks. Everything's fine and everything's the way it should be. Well, you could believe that. You could believe whatever you want. I really don't care. For all I know, you're shoving ping pong balls up your derriere. I don't know, and I don't care. Mike on the south side. Hey, hey, Sean, I, I told your call screener I wish I could be on for more than a 30-second soundbite. But, so, uh, <laughs> I'll listen, brother. Yeah, if yeah, you're good enough, they'll give you a show. So go. Yeah, so, uh, so my father was a World War II veteran, professor of economics. Growing up as a kid, you know, Von Hayek. Walter Williams, Thomas Sowell, Milton Friedman's like required reading. We're in seventh, eighth grade. So my father said, you know, when communism has been defeated throughout the entire world, the only place it'll be taught is in the classrooms of our country. And he was right. I mean, he, he was on college campuses in 69 through 75. So he was teaching college when the communists took over. Yeah. And he was like the odd man out, a conservative, uh, properly catechized Catholic, you know, and, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. And then people think in November, right, the Republicans are going to take over. The Republicans don't have the testicular it, fortitude and Mike, to stand up and do it right. You're a thousand percent right. But here's, here's why I do this show. It isn't about elections anymore. It's that you have to go to areas where we're like-minded people, and those will be the strongholds in the future. The cities and the states that do not want the government sustenance. That's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And the lies will get bigger and bigger and bigger because they've normalized this fraud now. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, I was talking with someone today who said uh, he knew a lot of people who took their stimulus checks and bought cars with them. Uh -huh. I mean, they look at this like it's a lotto win. You know, it's a it lottery is. win. So It is. Yeah. And this is why I was against it. And listen. I don't know, Teresa, you listened to me for years. You know how many people yeah. I lost when I said Trump should never do this? Do not do this. Do not promote this. He had a good intention. The problem was he's surrounded by absolute and total corruption. And you do not pump out $10 trillion with no idea of what the hell you're doing. And now we're in That's this right. soiree. Teresa, we bankrupted America. We're completely bankrupted. I know. And now the only, the only businesses that are going to hire people, that are going to survive, are the businesses that sell out and become backdoor nationalized businesses. And that's how you destroy capitalism. Thank you, Teresa. I do want to get to Dino. Do I have time? Let's go to Dino real quick. you got two minutes. Hey, hey Sean, real quick. Yeah, retired 30-year law enforcement. Let me tell you this. Shovelhead Governor Pritzker gave $300,000 of COVID federal relief funds to guess who? The chapter president of BLM in Lake County. Now, how yes, did that did. not make sense? Now, you don't mean right. the Bureau of Land Management. You mean Black Liberation Marxism, right? Absolutely. The, right. the terrorist right. organization, right. I, and it absolutely is. And, Dino, and um, the people in Illinois that are upset about it are the people listening to this show. So you've got about 10% of right. Illinois. You've got about 10% of Illinois. You've got the law enforcement guys. You've got the people who want America to be back on truth again and off of the BS. And the rest of them are going to vote for Pritzker and he'll win again because this, this would be a scandal in a decent state. In Illinois, it's an asset. Thank you, Dino. Stay safe. Don't get out of the fracking car. Uh, i got to go to break. If you want to be on the line, 312-642-5600. 
I'll take all of you and we will litigate beyond the shadow of a doubt that Joe Biden isn't some old, good-hearted Democrat. He's a Marxist mafia hitman. That's who this diaper-wearing dimwit was when he had his faculties. Now he's just confused, and he needs somebody to tell him how to get out of the room and then into the bathroom. Changing table, though. He doesn't need a toilet anymore. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Like a Friday. Fantastic Friday with a full board. Don't forget, if you call during the show, you can still call. We're going to do Friday features at the end of the show because we are not going to subject ourselves to be inundated with propaganda. Bill in Itasca. Yes, Sean, I listened to you say that they're going to unionize congressional congressional staffers. Now, here's a funny thing congressional staffers. Did you know that as long as they report their trades like the Congress birthing people, they're, they're not subjected to insider trading because, you know, they're in on all of these meetings. But yet today, in fact, today, Bill. Sean, right, uh, think about this. Yeah, oh, I am. I'm gonna read the, I want to read this title. Congressional staffers okay. on Friday launched an effort to unionize their workplace amid a growing reckoning with poor pay, hostile work conditions, encouraged by a fresh ground, groundswell of support by Democrat lawmakers. So now the scam artists who only got their job because their uncle bribed the congressman, now they're going to be a union and they're going to have to be privy to information and bills that are supposed to do what's best for the American people and get the best deal, which is anti-union. Union isn't the best deal. It never is. It's the highest cost. At the, at the most mediocr- it's, it's, compl- it's ridiculous. It's mediocrity at a very high cost. It's sinister, Sean. Because if I'm if I run and I put a Democrat out, the Democrat staffers are my staffers now. They're my enemy. It's like inviting the enemy into your home. I think you get Criminal. to staff your own people, but it's an interesting. Here's an here's what's interesting. How's the union contract for the staffers going to look? What if their candidate does lose? There's another. Does another Democrat? hack have to take those it's an interesting thing but don't worry those union thugs in their cadillacs with their pinky rings that somehow they're legitimate businessmen those guys they're going to work it all out for you bill it's going to be swim we're going to do fantastic there's a bright future just listen to joe biden ben milwaukee yeah i love your show sean i want to tell you i want to tell you two things sean number one i was told that she is going to hold the American children that are over there on the, in the Olympics so Biden can free them, okay? Because his popularity is going down so far. There's going to be something going on. And you, know what the sec- and you know what the second thing is, Sean? What's that? Pelosi was just talking about this. Okay, not too long ago. She warned the kids over there not to open your mouth with the Chinese. Don't make fun of anything. Why would Nancy Pelosi say that? Because, well, she has investments in China. But I was, you know what I was thinking about when I listened to that, by the way, Ben? You know what I was thinking about? How proud everyone yeah. was. How my grandmother told me about how wonderful it was when Jesse Owens kicked the ass of the superior race. And how yeah. everybody spoke out against the Third Reich. You know, before the Democrat Party became oh, yeah. the Fourth Reich. Ben, oh, yeah. these are sad days. And what? thank you for the call, Ben. You know, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk 
incurring the anger of the Chinese government. Speaker of the House, there's your Democrat. You know why, Nancy, you can't feel your face post-op Pelosi? Because your husband's got how many tens of millions invested with those rat communist bastards? How many? You fraud. You scud. The Democrats, they're such great people. Wonderful people. George and Skokie. Hey, yeah, uh, Sean. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, um, listen, I wasn't born in this country. I was 11 years old when I came here. I'm 64 right now. My mom brought us here, four of, four of us and her, and raised us here. Everybody had a chance to go to school. I didn't go to school. I learned how to be a machinist. And I learned off the old, those old men how to live the American way. Nice. All right. These, these, guys, these guys are destroying this. They want to destroy this country, man. George, I want you. I want you and people like think like you and people like that old man to come to my to come to a red state and strengthen it, because it kills me that you're in Skokie, George. It kills me. Your vote has never mattered. It's never mattered. Not your local vote. Not your county vote. Not your state vote. It's never mattered, and that makes me sick. And that's anti-Americanism. And it probably resembles the country your your mother came from. And it's sick. Well, we, yeah, we're Assyrians. We came from Baghdad, and you know, but we had everything we wanted over there. But we were pushed out. Not pushed out, but you know, we had the chance to leave. We left. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, George, but the old we're man, better off that she did. We're better off that she well, did. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Sean. I love I love your show. You're doing great. Thank you. Uh, you know what I like about you? Know, you know what I like about you? I like about you is huh. you don't pick and choose. You 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 know which ones. Even the Republicans, you get on oh, their butt. Wait, That's I'm going like to get that. on that old lady face, Mitch McConnell, that scumbag who's married to you know the what? Chinese supermodel because he's got a strong jawline and he's a man's uh, man, not because he's a corrupt we, bastard, right? What gets me is Pelosi comes up with the, the Ash Wednesday on her forehead. We're both yeah. Christians, oh. you and you and That's I. Right. And she's I, lying to the people, and she's lying to the people. That's, of course. That's what I like about you, Sean. I, I love Thank your show. You. You're doing great, man. God Thank bless. you, George. You made my day. Thank you very much, buddy. Billy, Lake Villa, you got an excellent point. I do have a question. I saw a meme today that showed a lady teacher uh, writing on a chalkboard that said uh, critical race theory. And uh, one of the students says, I thought we were learning division today. And she said, we are. How come we don't? indoctrinate children in school like the libs do because billy the previous caller george that's you don't have to indoctrinate that that's a story that every kid should know his mother came here with nothing with four kids and all four kids are living the american dream and all four kids are free because even though they might not have had a terrible where they were from they were never free Kind of like now how so many of us are never free. And you know what, Billy? You got that right. As those kids go in the workplace and they see the corruption in their workplace by the time they get there and they see the extortion in their paychecks called taxation, believe me, there's going to be a pushback. There's going to be a pushback because of guys like George, guys like your ancestors, and everybody who came here not to be a slave to a gangster government, which, by the way, Billy, that's what we got, a gangster government. And I'll tell you another thing that inspired me while Billy was talking. I have a niece who is more beautiful. She hurts your eyes. She's a little kid, preschool. She didn't want to go to school today. She didn't want to put the mask on. She cries. She didn't want to put the mask on. So I talked to my sister-in-law today. And I said, you let her stay home for good if need be. You don't break that spirit. Because inherently, we do not want to be slaves. Stop letting this government turn you and your children into slaves. All right.
Christine Rogers Park. Kristen, excuse me. Hey, it's Christine. All Great right, show. Well, um, thank you. I wanted to tell you my uh, like my kids got free tuition because I worked at a major university around Devon and Sheridan, and my son you. went to China. <laughs> you know yeah, what? I'm spending in tuition. To... Go ahead. <laughs> well, my son went to uh, China for his semester, Beijing Center, and we had to go to the parent meeting. You'll probably have to do this when you have your kids go, but um, we had to go to the parent meeting, and they told us, first of all, they told me, get a passport. Somebody in your family better have a passport in case something happens. Second thing they told me, we broke up into small groups, right? So I'm in the China group. They said, if your kid does anything over there, that China will kill him, and they will send you a bill for the bullet. You don't, you remember, don't you remember in North Korea when that handsome son of a kid, that, that big kids, big strapping kid, he was in prison, then they killed him. And then Trump had his family. I, I'm oh, yeah. embarrassed at his name. I'm embarrassed that I can't remember his name, but I'll think of it. They didn't kill him. At, he came home and died. Slowly. Yeah, right, well, after they beat him to death. This, this is the right. China that all our senators... And all our senators on Republicans and Democrats, we've got a congressman that was sleeping with a Chinese spy. He's in charge of the intelligence. We've got senators, Diane Feinstein with her speed racer hairdo. She had a Chinese spy driver for 25 years. These are people are embedded in our government. They are the only stronghold of communism on the planet. And by the way, they're winning because Americans capitulate with it. You could have broke it apart with Hong Kong, but that's another topic for another day. Thank you very much. Sorry we didn't meet. I'm so sick of paying tuition. It's not even funny. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. AM560, the answer. Pearl Hans Pete is back. Not into the rock music unless it's like, you know, from the 80s and 90s where work out and then punch each other in the face. David Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. When you played that clip of Pelosi saying, don't anger the Chinese government, I, I mean, I just lost it. I mean, you know, I, I, I just, I, it, it, what are we in, like, you know, I, I, I can't even. No, I get I'm, it. Why man. are we in China? I felt the same way. What? I felt the same way. What? You know, oh, you know. It's like, my God. It's true. But do you realize Americans were hated around the world for one reason and one reason only? They never had to fear their government. We were the only place in the world that didn't have to fear your government. Now, I ask you, do you fear your government when you look at what's going on, when you look at who's in charge, when you see the reality of the bureaucracies that have become apparatchiks of the Fourth Reich? I mean, I don't because I don't give a rip. I'm dying to get in a fist fight. I love that stuff. And you could lock what me Pelosi, up for as long as you want. I'll be like I am when I'm 90. But what Pelosi most people is basically, like yeah. What Pelosi is basically saying is to give in to the heavy handedness, you know, the the socialistic extremist in China. Just well, let me like, ask you. You know why you don't understand? You know why you don't understand, Dave? You didn't make hundreds of millions of dollars. If you would have made hundreds of millions of dollars through government corruption, you'd be promoting that dung. I mean, after all, look at how far it can get you. A low IQ failure, a flop out, a plagiarist, a scum, scum of the earth. Look at how far you can get in a, in a society that accepts political corruption, where you are nothing more than a bribery, scam artist, bagman for unions. When you are nothing more than a policy steering, corrupt whore who wishes to be a pimp. 
Look at what you could become. You could become president. Now, sure, you'll be 90, and you won't know if you're, why your socks are wet. You can't figure out who that lady is, who you think is your nurse, but it's really your wife. That's the reality of what you can get, how far you can get in a corrupt society. Nancy Pelosi, what is Nancy Pelosi's expertise? How in the world did the Pelosi's amass a fortune of, if you really know how to do math, you're at half a billion dollars. If you want to turn in and do the numbers with the audit, you're at $180 million. How did she do? How? How? Why did the Chinese shipping heiress marry the Republican with the strong jawline, old lady face Mitch McConnell, because she was titillated by his good looks and his masculinity? Do you think that's why? How did Joe Boehner, or no, John Boehner, excuse me, John Boehner, he used to sweep his dad's bar. Next thing you know, he goes into politics. He's living in a $3.5 million condo on the low end, driving around in a Bentley. How? How? Because what people don't understand is until K Street is boarded up, Main Street will be. Because this country has sold itself. It's committed suicide. Because we've allowed the most thieving rat scum among us to pretend to enforce the law. They're not enforcing the law. They bastardize the law. They're not interested in helping you. They're interested in ruling you. And they've created a gangster system where you can't get ahead unless you're in on it. You want those tax abatements now? No. You know, I mean, they they don't like when Trump did it. How did he get it? How did Trump get the tax abatements in Chicago? He bribed Rahm Emanuel and Ed Burke. How did he get him in New York? He bribed Chuck Schumer and whatever Democrat whore mayor was in charge at the time. That's not succeeding. That's not winning. That's not capitalism. That's the destruction of your nation. And until people go to jail for what we call governing, this is going to continue in perpetuity and will get smaller and smaller and smaller. And although you may not want to admit it, you're Soviets. You're Soviets. And that's why the only people who understand how to explain it are former Soviets. Uh, The first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism. Ameri- And this was in the 70s. Now those students he's referring to, they're your congressmen. They're your senators. And they are your corrupt political whore president. 312-642-5600. I'll take your... No, no, I won't. We're going to... That's the fastest hour on radio. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest is somebody who has been published in 250 papers from the wall street journal all the way to the chicago tribune and everything you can imagine in the middle his credentials are really quite impressive he's uh, been a fellow at stanford hoover institute currently a senior fellow at the discovery institute but aside from all of that 
he's somebody who has been advocating for the principles of Americanism from what I can tell his entire life. I wanted to bring him on to discuss his new book, Rediscovering America. His name is Scott Powell. Scott, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Oh, Sean, it's really a pleasure to be on your show. You're, you're, you're doing such great work for America. I, I, so I, I want to applaud all of your efforts because we're, we're in this together and we've got to get the truth, uh, truth out there. We, we need to re-educate people. Rediscover America is, why, is, uh, is a, great, a great topic for you. And there's, there's something that I've noticed for decades, and that, that is this, that the, the collectivists, whether they be Marxists or Soviets or socialists or communists, whatever the case is, they have one thing they must accomplish, and that is to rewrite history in order to steal the future. This is something we've really been living through hardcore the last 12 years. And I'm wondering, I had a caller in the previous segment who said, you know, we should be indoctrinating our kids. And I said to myself, I don't like that word. I don't think that liberty and freedom is indoctrination. I think it is inherent in man. It is the principles of the Enlightenment, which is the principles of America. And it's the stories of all of us, the true stories that are the reality of the the beauty and the benefit of freedom and liberty and Americanism. And all we need to do is let, let the kids understand the real history. Isn't that our greatest asset? It, it certainly is. Um, you know, we're, we're such a diverse country, and that diversity is really our strength. Uh, and, you know, when you have a competition of, of goods in the marketplace, the, the best uh, tend to rise to the top, the best at the best value, because, uh, you know, th- those movements are made by calculations based on price and, and value, uh, the, but the best tend to rise to the top and the inferior products are eliminated. And we need that same competition and that same attitude towards competition of ideas uh, in, the, in the public square. And we shouldn't be afraid of, uh, of taking on ideas that we don't like, uh, but let the, let the best ideas prevail. And when you when you look at the, at the history of, of America, at least for its first 150 years, we did a great job in allowing competition to, to really drive success in this country. It wasn't the government that made us successful. It was that we had limited the, the scope of government and that the people were fairly free to be creative, to innovate, to pursue their dreams, and to build. And, and uh, when you think about America rising to a, the world economic superpower in 200 years or even less, but 200 years, it's like a stock car going from zero to 60 in three seconds from an historical perspective. Scott, this is, you know, yeah. it, this is a remarkable country, and for us to throw it away now would be a travesty. It would be a tragedy for our children and our grandchildren, but it would really be a, 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 a American people... Who, who fancy that, you know, they get overwhelmed by the problems of our country, and they think that, you know, throwing it, throwing it all out and restarting would be a good, would be a, a good solution. That's, that's crazy. Um, yes. We have the finest, the best form of government in the world. I've, I've been around the world. I've seen how other societies function. We are the best, and it's, in, you know, and, and people vote with their feet. You know, people want to come to America. Why, why is that? Because well, of the ideas and the principles that uh, that, are, that guide our country, I, I love that, and I'd like to think that's true. I do believe um, for the the near past, a lot of them have been lured here 
because our welfare is superior to other nations. And in there, I, I agree with you. I, I do agree. I do. You know, agree. and you said something that I think is really interesting. The 150 years, because it was really the last 100 years that we bastardized the principles of of propertyism. They call it capitalism, but it's really propertyism. And we've bastardized the, the principles of propertyism. And we've forever changed the relationship of a, of a government that was supposed to be anemic. And um, we somehow have ignored the fact that anything the government touches, anything, what follows is massive expense and failure. And for some reason, we have this indoctrination in our own minds that we have to turn to our abuser for help. And I'm wondering if things get bad enough, are you optimistic that we can break that relationship between a corrupt oligarch system and go back to an anemic representative republic? I am more optimistic now than I, than I was uh, three, four, five, six years ago uh, because people are waking up now. They... Unfortunately, most people are preoccupied with their lives, their family, putting, you know, putting food on the table, and, and their hobbies, sports is, is a distraction. We have many, many distractions. So most people have, are somewhat checked out about what's going on in the greater country. And, and many people have turned off the news because the news is it, it's a waste of time. Uh, you, you don't get the news. Um, but we have to wake up now. It, it is, uh, you know, it's Paul Revere time. We have to wake up that we're that we are on the verge of losing this great country, and that's why I wrote this book. And you know, you you touch upon something that is is really, I think most people are afraid to talk about it. I've never been afraid to talk about it because I have never viewed anyone uh, other than their character. I've never viewed anybody by their race. I'm lucky enough to have been born in the late 60s. And during that time, my parents, even my grandparents, their closest friends were not always of the same race. We are, are accepting the, the, the contorted history of people who benefit from a divided society. And we've lost that continuity that I was lucky enough to grow up with, where people had the philosophy of really Dr. Martin Luther King more than they did uh, Louis Farrakhan. In oh, absolutely. In absolutely. And now you and, and most Farrakhan. people, uh, but I don't mean to interrupt, no, but I don't think that, that Louis Farrakhan's views are, are, are very popular in terms of uh, the majority, you know, the big picture of Americans and how they think. You know, I think it was in Nixon's era, you know, we, the, the, the term, uh, the silent majority was created, and that silent majority is still there. Uh, unfortunately, we, we need to we need to get the silent majority off the sidelines and reengaged in the great American project. Do you think that the shutdown and the only silver lining, as I saw it, is that for the first time, so many parents were able to see exactly how their kids were being um, manipulated and indoctrinated? And, you, th you know, that's when everything kind of blew off of exactly what these kids are being taught, the kind of hate, the kind of misinformation of the 1619 Project, critical race theory, and all the rest of it. Do you think that there's enough outrage now? I don't think there's enough to change the sewer of Chicago. That, that, that Democrat Marxist mafia is really dug in. But do you think nationwide there's enough outrage to maybe change the trajectory we were on prior to... Um, people waking up and seeing how their kids were being manipulated? I do. I really do. I think that we have a better shot at um, 
changing the trajectory in public education than at any previous time because of the very reasons you just articulated so well. Uh, people are waking up. Uh, unfortunately, many people are locked into public schools because they're, you know, they're, the government schools are free and they can't afford a private school. But the homeschool movement is, is really mushrooming right now. And uh, it, it's not difficult to find a homeschool organization and if you don't have time to, to perform that yourself as, as a parent, as a mom or a dad, you know, may, maybe one day a week. I mean, you, you find all different kinds of creativity in the home schools, you know, where they rotate. You know, it's a group of kids that meet in homes, and the responsibility rotates from one family to another in terms of, of, of teaching. But there's so much wasted time in public school. Most homeschool parents find out that they can impart... Could do it in three kids, hours. In yeah. two or three hours, yeah. uh, and then the kids can be free to do other things. Uh, and, and when so. you homeschool, isn't your kid always learning? Once you do that at home, I was lucky enough, this is how I was raised. We only talked about things that, that mattered. We only talked about how things worked, and we talked about history, and then we talked about dreams of the future. I, didn't, I was lucky. I didn't grow up with somebody that watched sports, and I really kind of missed all that. But I wanted to... Um, I wanted to get your, your input on something else. Because you, you have written this book and you have gone through the history of America. The reality is we've faced some really bad times. We've also faced some really what would look like feudalism or hopelessness or stagflation. We've faced this throughout history. But in, in my opinion, even with, when I take into consideration the corruption of Joe Kennedy, the corruption of Prescott Bush, the interwoven corruption of bureaucracies back from Woodrow Wilson, FDR, and the rest of it, we are sitting right now in, in the time of technology when we can prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that there are massive, massive members of our government that are infiltrated by adversaries of Americanism, the principles of freedom. We've got the money connecting everybody from Nancy Pelosi to Mitch McConnell to, of course, the biggest fraud to ever sit in the White House, Joe Biden. Do you think that there's enough people that will wake up with what is undeniable evidence, whereas in years ago we just had to really kind of work on newspapers? Do you think that we can recover faster now because of the technology? That's what I'm hoping. I'm curious to know what you think. It's very hard to know, but I do think that... Um you know, we're at a tipping point, and I think things are tipping in our favor now because, uh, you know, the people, when their health has been mishandled by government, when they have been prohibited from having access uh, to, to treatments that, that could have made them healthy, and when they're being forced into, into uh, taking vaccinations which are questionable in every regard, and, be, and, and there's more and more coming out about vaccinations, how harmful they are, the collateral damage, the number of deaths that have, that have happened as a result of this particular vaccination regime, because it's a unique regime. That news is getting out there. And uh, when government keeps pushing for, for, for vaccination, when the population is waking up to how harmful it is, guess what? You're going to have a huge backlash. I, I mean, if Fauci is not put up for high crimes uh, against humanity, he won't be able to walk the streets. There's and, enough and he's not the only one. There will be many people that will be unable, uh, you know, 
to be yeah. in society because it it comes to be known that they were involved in in well, crimes against humanity, crimes against the American people. Yeah, this is something I I, I see happening on a, on a, you know, when you pan back and you see it on a macro level. For instance, um, I'm from Chicago. I grew up, born, and raised. Um, when this all started, I sell real estate in Florida. I fled to Florida. Florida has taken the position along with 21 other states, really kind of insulating themselves from the government and really kind of going after the government with the weapons of law that are there. But what I've seen happen is really remarkable. When I tell you that people are flooding to this state particularly from all of these blue states, they're not coming here to wait it out. They're not coming here for an investment vehicle. They're bringing their generational families, and they are fleeing. The reality is, if, if the Democrat areas continue down this road of fraud, lies, and socialism, there's a real possibility that legally there could be some sort of a, a new secession movement, in my opinion, from the corrupt government that people refuse to admit to. Now, I say this to you because I'm from the sewer of Chicago, where generations of people who knew how corrupt it was decided to commingle with it in hopes to benefit from it. I'm hoping it's different on a federal level, but I'd like to know what your prediction is if the American Democrat Party, which is really a corrupt mafia, does not purge its own criminals. Well, Sean, let me ask you, which direction do you think that, that the secession would go? Don't you think it's more likely that the, that the so-called red states would, uh, you know, would secede from the blue? Of yeah. course, there are more red than there are blue. And yeah. it's not that we can, it's not that we can uh, uh, dis, disassociate the, the, the blue states. But I do, I do, uh, I fully agree with you that we're we're at a point where we may see certain things happen that are that may have a precedent in the civil war for different reasons. Well, I don't and, think it's, uh, we have to be a violent secession. I think the the no, the, no. The, the, the rules of secession are really written in our documents, and when they you are. see when you see something as open as and I I, I have this benefit because I'm in Florida, when you see something as open as the federal government arbitrarily harming individuals in the state because it's, it's, it disagrees on policy, and you see what happened with the monoclonal antibodies. You have people who may have considered themselves to be New York liberals or whatever. They were here. They were being treated. When Joe Biden administration arbitrarily shut off, there were thousands, tens of thousands of people that had appointments to get that. And I'm going to tell you right now, Scott, they are outraged. As you see, the as they should be, as they should be. Yeah, yeah. This treatment of monoclonal antibodies is is safe, uh, and it works. Uh, do vaccines work? No, we know that now. Are they harmful? Yes. Yeah. Why should we be denied treatments but, for our health and welfare, uh, and and be forced to you know to embrace uh, an alternating an alternate reality, which is harmful. And as you see, you know, as you see the denial of reality, which is really the, the, the foundation of the Democrat Party, they're denying reality in, in almost every front, whether it's economy, whether it's socially, whether it's healthcare, whatever the case is. As you see this, ultimately, there will be enough people who are trapped in those states that flee to the other states. And I think at that moment, you will then have where the, 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 you know, the people are sick and tired of being lied to, as we just were today with the unemployment numbers, as we are with the debt, as we are with the spending and the bills. Ultimately, adults have to say, I had enough of it. Don't you think? Yes, I do. I do. 
Mm-hmm. And then, when, of course, when people flee states like Illinois, Illinois will collapse. Oh, you know, without a bailout. I mean, already Illinois has been bailed out by, oh. you know, other states' taxpayers and, and borrowing from the debt market. I mean, Scott, we uh, just had Cobblepot from Batman, who, who's impersonating a governor with no neck, come out and tell us we had a surplus. They'll lie right to your face. Scott, look, I, I, I feel terrible. There's, I no, there's no way there's a surplus in Illinois, oh, let me tell you. I could talk to you for an hour. I really could. Don't be mad at me. I, I blew through the segment. I hope you don't mind, and I hope you'll come back. And I hope the book you sent to the station is audible. No, let's, let's do it again. And let me tell you, if I, if I could, yeah, let me right tell on. your listeners how they can obtain the book. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's not released yet. It'll be released in about a month, March 8th. Right. But it is in the pre-sale period right now. And, this is, and, you, and, and your listeners can help me because uh, we're in an environment with supply chain constraints so that print runs uh, are reduced. There, there's not enough paper. There's not, not enough glue so oh, all authors are facing reduced uh, first editions. But uh, the pre-sale not only drives first editions, but it really extends to the release date. So I'm now thinking the second edition. For every order of the book now, during this pre-sale period, to the end of this month, uh, five or six books will be printed. And, and the book right now is ranked number one on Amazon in new release historical history genre books. That's quite remarkable because it's still a month away from release, and yet it's outselling because the word has gotten out there. And it'd be great if this book becomes a bestseller because this this really takes on uh, our problems of today by learning the lessons of the past uh, and drawing on the character qualities of of great people that came before us. And um, we can turn this around. But well, what um, I'm going to do... Is I just ordered one while you were telling me how to order. I just ordered one. I'm going to give it away to my listeners once it comes out. I'm going to ask them to go on Amazon and to pre-order Rediscovering America. His name is Scott S. Paul. I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed the conversation. Oh, it's and been I great, really John. would like you to come. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a graduate of the University of Chicago. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you wouldn't believe it. I got my so BA in Chicago. many, many years ago. And, and I, I give credit to that school for... for um, it's great education on history and on Western civilization. You know, it was a How about the, the curriculum Chicago was based Eight, Milton on, Friedman on the, the classics. Books. You know, you had the great books program there. It was really, a, really a terrific experience. Not to mention the Chicago Eight, Milton Friedman and the boys saved. Children, oh, absolutely! Right? Yeah, I and took some econ while I was there. Yeah, and now it's run by communists. So I'm glad you got out when it was still free men. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate you coming on, Scott. Thank okay, you. Okay, Sean, let's do it again. Okay, let's do yeah, it again. Absolutely wonderful. We'll be, we'll great. be back with yep, your calls bye-bye. and comments. Thank you. AM 560, The Answer. Laura Logan quits everything. Twitter, Facebook, all of it. That's what you need to do. And I know the station broadcasts me on uh, Asshat, or as it's formerly known, Facebook. That's the station, not me. Personally, I don't have anything to do with it. Personally, that's what you need to do. You see, because what you must recognize is that none of this could be happening without a propaganda network. This is a propaganda network where resistance to collectivism, resistance to accepting the fraud that is the Democrat mafia, is censored, information redacted. For instance, how many people know that right now Devin Archer, and if you, if you look through the scandals that is the Biden family, Inc., there is a group, a front group, where they use the crack-smoking son as a bagman. 
And he's supposed to be a, a renaissance man of investment. Everything from oil companies to meetings with Moscow mayors to Chinese, the Bank of China giving this idiot, this weekend crack connoisseur, giving him $1.5 billion and other various front groups from oil companies to natural gas to precious minerals. Did you know he's got a piece of that? It's called Rosemount Seneca. Well, his partner is a scoundrel named Devin Archer. Well, Devin Archer had to take a pinch. Oh, yes, he did, because they're such scumbags, they weren't even paying taxes on the money they were stealing. So Devin Archer is under, um, he, he's been charged, and now he's awaiting trial. Devin Archer gets to travel the world. How many other people get to travel the world? So this is something that should be talked about, but it will be censored on these social networks, on these platforms. So what you need to do is remove yourself from them, especially now it's easy. You have venues of competition, and I don't care what they are. You pick it, but cancel your app and get off the nonsense. David in Aurora. Hey, I got banned for a day from uh, Facebook for, for referring to somebody as fat, a public figure. And I'm wondering, just where do you see the signs that we're maybe turning things around? Where's the optimism? Because I'm going everywhere and seeing the math. I'm going to give it and, to you. And I know you're in Aurora. You're inundated in that sewer of corruption that is Illinois. And it, it gets overwhelming at times. But the reason that everyone's talking about Facebook having the largest um, um, stock loss and the largest net worth loss of any company in the history of America is because 500,000 people, that's it, canceled their apps and, and shut it down. That's just one aspect. The other form of resistance that I think is changing things is the absolute and total outrage of so many parents as their kids are bred into or, and indoctrinated into being slaves from the masks to now the official man, uh, the, the fraud of the FDA approving the vaccine on kids. Did you hear about this? David, did you hear this? Sure did. Listen. Sure did. Well, just in the KTLA, Pfizer has requested emergency authorization for use of its COVID-19 vaccine for children under the age of five. The pharmaceutical giant submitted the formal request to the FDA this afternoon. Federal regulators are expected to look over the data and could approve the two-dose vaccine by the end of the month. The same federal regulators who sat idly by as pickle-faced Fauci was investing in Wuhan. So what's happening is you can force people and extort people. How, what do you think the under-over is, David, on how many men and women didn't want the vaccine but couldn't afford to be put out of work and they were extorted into it? Well, we know it's at least half of the people. At least half. I agree with you. And now that's one thing when you do it to a man who makes that decision and says, ah, screw it, I'll take the risk. But when you mess with that guy's kids, you got another, another problem. And I'll tell you the other thing, David. I talk about Florida because this is where I am. This is where I sell real estate. This is where I live. But there are states from Tennessee to South Dakota to all of the other, to Texas, where people like you, like me formerly, are saying, I've had enough and I'm going to take my kids out. I'm talking about people that would have never considered moving, that now are moving. It's within that lies the optimism, because these states that they're moving to will never be Illinois, because those people now know what exactly it costs to, to, to be quiet while corruption becomes the norm. And it's not just because that necklace fat slob people pretend as a governor came out and had the audacity to say you have a surplus yesterday. There's yeah, always optimism. We're a country built of free men. We are Americans. And you can abuse us. We can be in the corner. But it ain't over till it's over. And we come back in the 15th round, and that's what we're doing. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I, one concern I have, my kids, I've asked, you know, I want to move to Florida. I'm ha I get out tomorrow. But 
my kids are telling me they don't want to leave, and I, I can't understand that. Why would they want to keep wearing masks? So I had this Why discussion. I had this discussion with my wife. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I had this discussion, and and the kids don't want this, and the kids don't want that. You know what I did, David? And I, my wife originally was mad, but then she understood. I'm the father. I make the decisions. We started when they were little, right? Like all of you. What do you want to eat, honey? Where do you want to go? We let the kids run the house. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way you grew up. You're the father. You go home. We're getting the hell out. Now get in the car or go live in a box. You got to do it. And it's they're better off right. for it. Because you know what, David? You're the product of somebody who did that. Only it wasn't a state to state. It was a country of tyranny to a land of free. Now, you have to do it. The good news is you can do it on a freeway. Thank you, David. There's always a way. Never give up. Terry, Chicago. Sean, uh, do you think it's possible the Department of Education uh, could be completely eliminated and authority uh, returned to the states where it was for hundreds of years before 1979? Yeah. 1970, yeah, it was, sure it wasn't 8, but whatever it is. Late 70s is the only time that it was official to have a Department of Education hubbed in the most corrupt city in America, Washington, D.C. And since then, here's why it's never, it's not going to be possible unless enough people do exactly what I just said when it comes to Facebook and Twitter. Pull your kid out, because just by the name, this institution makes tens of thousands per kid. And they take their portion of the money and they bribe one specific party, the Democrat Mafia. Now, they have bribed them successfully. And under the current system, it will never be eliminated. However, if enough people, and I think they could, with what you see, they're teaching your kids how to be a fascist, how to be a socialist, how to be a Marxist. If enough people get wind of it and yank their kid out, that's the only way you'll break it. But this this political body, this organization, is nothing more than a streamlined pay-to-play scheme that works with absolute efficiency. Thank you very much, Terry. I appreciate the call. Dominic, Glendale Heights. Hey, how you doing, Sean? How are you today? Good? Good, good, good. 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 Okay, we need to audit the government with private auditors, not bureaucrats, not auditors that they pick, but auditors that we pick. And then we audit these people, find out how they're stealing from us, and we throw them out. Do There's you know, no Dominic, other way to take the country back without I, doing that. From what I understand, when, when, when the first segment of the show, I, I guess, I don't know if there was a stream that was a problem with the stream. But the reality is, if you could just audit the numbers you were told today, the employment numbers, the participation rate, and ultimately the percentage of Americans on one form of a subsidy or not, that's all you would need to do, Dominic. The outrage would be so great. That for those new people on government welfare, those people who are getting subsidized for their health care costs and still pretend they're not, those Republicans that have accepted the corruption of Mitch McConnell, that... Right, but the auditors, but the problem is the auditors would have been bought by them. We need to pick the auditors, not them. Yeah, that'd be a great thing, but here's the problem I have, Dominic. You remember when Trump was running, what what was he running on in the very first week? Audit the Fed, you remember? Correct, and he didn't. And, And then when he won, he got silenced. The corruption is big. Mm-hmm. It's even bigger. It's even mm-hmm. big enough to shut him up. So what you need to mm-hmm. do is just get all the data you can and then preach it. That's what I do on this radio show. That's what I do. on. The, I try to search the data for everything I can, and then we come on here. Thank you, Dominic, for the call. We come on here, and we discuss it, and I try to, to, to tie it into the other stories of the day because the ultimate, the ultimate concept to realize is that whatever government is involved in is a failure, and the only way it can exist is through a lie. And I don't care if you're talking about services. Did you know what happened with the Illinois unemployment? 
the, the, the Illinois, this is the government that gives you, gives you welfare. They can't give you the documentation you need, you need to file your taxes with them. It's tax season, but thousands desperate to get the paperwork they need are finding website glitches, long waits, and still no tax forms. And they're getting no help from the state, so they reached out to us. CBS News' Tara Molina, always investigating, took their concerns straight to IDES. Tara. Brett and Erica, people are stuck without this 1099-G form, and many of them are reaching out to us. They're detailing issues with the... 1099-G is what you get from government cheese. They're not giving you the form you need to file the taxes because most people don't realize you do pay, you do pay tax on, on welfare, which is a real joke. And then the government counts it as revenue. How is it revenue when they gave it to you? It's a net loser. This is the concept we have to bring to America. That and make people realize the reason politicians like debt is because it is a guarantee of future taxation and future control. That's why both parties are promoting debt and spending. And then you need to take citizens that don't want to be corrupt, that are uncorruptible. Now, it's only a few of us, but they would rather spit in the face of a rich man than sell his dignity for any amount. And that's who you need to make your representation. That right there. 312-642-5600. Take all your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. Now you're talking, kid. That's it. You know, we were so broke, we couldn't afford the plates to bench press and work out with. My cousin, lunatic, lunatic. I did not do this. No one get mad at me. Used to take the sewer covers in the alley and put it on the, on the barbell. That's how we used to work out back then. That's the music we listened to. And back then, when people knew right from wrong, you know what we always hated? We hated. We hated when a girl was bullied. I mean, we hated it. It was despicable and disgusting. Now, I have a little, uh, little radio stuff that I, I, I should tell you right now. Um, I got this show, and it was a surprise to me. And when I got the show, the, the suits at AM560, the answer, sent me the promo of my show. And they had a picture of me. And I didn't know how they got the picture of me. It turns out it was from an event. And at the event, Michelle Mulkin was speaking at the event. And I was lucky enough to take a picture with Michelle Mulkin. And she is a doll. Aside from being wicked smart and a fantastic person and somebody who articulates the beauty of Americanism, she's also... Not a Democrat woman. So she isn't built like Pritzker. She's not grotesque. And she's very warm and friendly. So I was able to take a picture with her. And that's why I'm smiling so much in that picture. So you can imagine my disgust when I log on to Breitbart. And I see that Airbnb, which is a service I have used for years, for years, Airbnb blacklists Michelle Michelle Malkin and her husband. Yep. She was notified by the San Francisco-based Airbnb that they banned me for using its services ever again because I spoke at a free speech summit back in December. So they banned Michelle Mulkin because she's speaking about freedom and free speech. Now Airbnb, I've got six houses on there. Now they're all gone. And that's what you need to do. Did you have a trip planned? Cancel it. That's, that's how you get back at these rat bastards. Stop using their their service. We're giving them our data. We're giving them our money. Stop it today. That's how you break the back of these pseudo-intellectual socialist pigs. I'll be back after this.
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Think back through history. You don't have to even go that far. Let's go with the Third Reich, National Socialist Workers' Party. What happened? What did, it, what did it deliver? Did it deliver the utopia that it promised? Or was it just tyranny and murderers and failure and fraud in Hugo Boss double-stitched suits? Think about Karl Marx and his uh, friend, Ingalls, along with Vladimir Lenin, always promising what? Unicorns and soft serve. How did that work out as nothing more than a prison camp? It doesn't even work here. Think about Social Security. It's a wonderful weapon of taxation from the employer to the worker to the entrepreneur. But yet it never seems to work. It exists on a Ponzi scheme. How about Obamacare? How'd that work out for you? 400% premium increases, half the hospitals, half the doctors. They can promise you the world, but they can only deliver failure. That's what socialism is. Yet it still sells. How does it sell? I wanted to bring on Lee Edwards to discuss Beware the Siren Song of Socialism. Hi, Lee. How are you? Just fine. Thank you, Sean. Good to be with you this evening. So why do people, especially, I understand Europeans, because Europeans are born into a system where they, unless they are of a certain bloodline or of a certain corrupt family, they are always willing to be slaves. They're born into servitude. Why would a nation built on freedom, on liberty, on unalienable rights, why would they commit suicide and give it away for the promises of despair wrapped in socialism? Well, I can't speak for, for all Americans, but we've done some studying looking at young people, and the problem there is that their sort of memory only goes back as far as the Great Recession. And they think because the Great Recession was that, and that capitalism did not bring us out of it, and as a matter of fact, caused it in their idea, they're looking around for alternatives. And being young, they're looking for utopian dreams and ideas and futures, and they think, well, here is socialism talking about free education and free health care. Well, maybe we'll try that. So it's a combination of both ignorance and, uh, and just this idea of utopia is possible. Lee, this is my fault, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. Parents like me, because I looked at my little girl and I said, honey, I'll take care of everything. And I spoiled her. I admit it. I, uh, I turned my back on the way things should have been. But I'm a representative of how many generations that have spoiled their kids so that now they are ignorant, they are entitled, and they are lazy. Isn't that the real problem? But cannot the saving well, grace be? that they are going to experience the failures of it as they try to work? Well, already, I, th I think you absolutely summed it up beautifully, Sean, and I think, you, think you're right that, that what will happen and what is your responsibility, my responsibility, our responsibility, is to educate them, is to give them the truth about socialism, that it doesn't work, never has worked, whether you're talking about the Soviet Union, whether you're talking about Venezuela, 
And, of course, you've also got this idea. They think that the Nordic countries, the Scandinavian countries, are socialists, but they're not. They're all capitalists. They're all free enterprisers depending upon free enterprise to provide the dollars with which they do provide a very nice welfare net. But the expense is, you know, their taxes, Sean, are like 55 60% up and top, not just the wealthy, but the middle class and the lower middle class as well in the Nordic countries. Lee, one of my favorite books is The Road to Serfdom by Hayek. Oh, terrific. And what you see is we're living in serfdom. And this really is a result of this notion sold by political whores that you could f- kind of have a soft socialism that wouldn't destroy the host, but would be able to be a cancer inside of a host and it could commingle. But as you see the American socialist programs bankrupting beyond the shadow of a doubt our nation, can you give me any insight as to how you think the soft socialism will end in America? Well, I think Hayek said it beautifully in The Road to Surf, and he said, planning leads to dictatorship. And, of course, he had the experience of Nazi Germany, which you mentioned earlier, and also the Soviet Union under under Lenin and also Stalin. So that's what happens when you start turning things over to bureaucrats in a far-off, distant city and not letting them... Uh, not letting them take care of your lives for you. I think that soft socialism uh, is explodes. It just doesn't work. And I think, therefore, although right now we're sort of going through a period of it, that I can see as more and more people begin realizing that you're going to have to go with other people's money to be able to pay for soft socialism, they're going to say, wait a minute now, there has to be an alternative. And I think that there will be a turning back to the free market, to free enterprise, and to capitalism. This is what's happened. Now, sometimes it takes a little longer than we want, and that, that's a problem. And that, again, goes to us to try to accentuate and accelerate the process and be by telling the truth about socialism. You know, um, Lee, the, as, as you're talking, what I'm thinking about is the corruption that so many people get used to. You have to remember I'm broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois. I am a Chicagoan. My hometown. All right, even though I, I have since you know, <laughs> taken myself out of that temporarily for a little while. But the reality is people get used to the corruption of, of these Democrat mafias, as I call them. They get used to it, and then it, they normalize it. Socialism exists really on corruption. For the masses who are not connected to political uh, figures, they really are the ones that suffer. Has there been kind of a successful corruption in American Democrats' stronghold, like New York, New Jersey, Chicago, and California, for that matter, where there's an ignorance to just how harsh socialism really is for those people who wake up one day and realize, I am but a slave, and I am the one restrained, and I have a sense of feudalism. Do you think that there is enough history and enough people who are curious and aggravated by America today to look at it and reject it, ultimately? Well, I think so. I see signs all over. I mean, you know, beginning with the, the, number, the, the millions and millions that voted for Donald Trump in the last uh, presidential election. Uh, that, that, to me, is a sign. I happen to work with a lot of young people uh, and I know what they're doing uh, on campuses. You know, it's not always get the kind of attention 
in the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune that it should. But a lot is going around there where uh, some of the speakers like uh, Oa Ben Shapiro and others like that, they're getting enormous crowds, 1,000, 2,000 students are turning out to listen to to, to conservatives like uh, like Ben Shapiro. So I'm encouraged, but I'm an optimist, Sean. I, no, I love I, that about it. <laughs> um, I, do you think that um, people are aware that what we are now focusing on that are holding our economy together, that are strongholds and examples of a strong economy, do you think people are aware of what a corporatist fraud company Amazon really is or Tesla or uh, so many of these other companies that pretend to be capitalist? So many of the airlines and so many of the American so-called car companies, but really are just examples of a Keynesian socialist fraud that the lie is is sweeter than the the bitter truth of a corrupt American economy. Well, I think what's going to happen, and I think it is happening, and I can see spokesmen uh, and some of our governors and some of our senators, some of our congressmen, are saying, look, the national debt just hit 30 trillion dollars wake up wake up america you know i talked to i'm still teaching at catholic university in washington dc and i asked my students do you think that social security is going to be around when you get to be retirement not a one of them raised his or her hand so i think that these young people are going to want change they're going to demand change that doesn't i think with the right leaders Things can happen, which will turn things around. This movement of, I call them eco-Nazis, this green energy movement, Lee, that you remember before the green energy movement. And you now, we now have the history that really the hard press of the green energy movement is from the 90s. And you see the predictions of the sky is falling. You see the predictions that were made by Al Gore and those now oligarchs in the green energy movement. Not a one of them right. We're in Chicago, Illinois. They, they shut down the schools thinking it was going to be snowmageddon. It didn't snow for two days. They're never right. Lee, do these kids that you teach, are they as aware of the stupidity among the, the predictors, among the speculators, and are they aware of the corruption in the so-called answers to green energy? Well, I think only partially because I don't think that enough people have been telling them the truth, and that's one of the things that, again, it's incumbent upon you and me and other communicators to do that. We just can't sit back and, and you know, let the other person do it and, and bemoan our, our fate. And I know you're a fighter, I'm a fighter, and I think there's a possibility that once we get that truth to young people, they're going to demand more than that because... They realize if they don't demand it, if they don't get it, that this country is not going to be what it has been in the past. They understand that. Lee, I think maybe if we start the class next time you're in front of them and you uh, take a poll of how many of them understand that plastic is actually oil, that might be a good indicator. And then maybe we could let them know that those holes in the wall are not magic and what makes it run is um oil, gas, and coal, I think maybe we can help them. I'm still astonished at it, and I see this with my kids and and my relatives, how many uh, young people are ignorant to just how essential oil is to everything, that it is everything we see and touch. Do you think maybe we can build an appreciation and love for American oil again? Well, I don't know if an appreciation, well, appreciation, yes. Love, I'm not quite sure, but a very practical understanding of its importance right now and 
we're, we're going to be a long time before wind and solar and all the rest of it is providing the necessary energy we need for this great, great uh, instrument that we have called the American economy. In all of your life, I don't know what generation, I don't know what year you were born, but in all of your life, did you think you would see in America, after our history of fighting tyranny and fighting fascism, did you think we would see in America where politicians were able to mandate um, medication into the body of individuals? No, no, not, not to the extent that it has. And so I think that's one reason why we have to work even harder than in the past to, to tell the truth about what has been happening. Uh, I think you've been outlining it uh, so very, very well right here. And, and I see signs of this having an impact, uh, whether it's in some of the, the new media which is coming along. That's one of the things that, you know, the social media frustrates me in so many ways. But on the other hand, it offers an opportunity for people to come along, young people to come along, and to be in creating new avenues of, of yeah. news and information. I'd like to see the guys that Mark Zuckerberg stole the idea for Facebook. I'd like to see mm. them come back and actually create another site that was more about the uh, the benefits of freedom and liberty and Americanism that made them rich, even uh, though he was able to successfully steal the idea. I think that would be interesting. But where can the people go, Lee, to find your article? And where can they go to stay in touch with you? Do you post daily? Um, because I find you fascinating. I'd like to read more of your stuff. Well, I don't do it every single day, but uh, I do have a Twitter account, and they can get a hold of me at uh, lee.edwards at heritage.org uh, if they would like to, and I'd be happy to hear from them, and I promise anybody gets in touch with me, I get right back in touch with them. Well, I want to thank you, and this is why I love the Heritage Foundation. I think the people that make it up are the best people in America fighting for the principles that made this country great. So I want to thank you on behalf of all my listeners for the hard thank work. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. You're doing great, wonderful, valuable, necessary work. So I know you'll keep it up. Thank you very much. Lee Edwards, everybody. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. A little funky. I mean, I know it's Friday. All right, it's not terrible. Let's put that one on the back burner. Um, I'm hard on reporters because I still am astonished that we have allowed our society to fall in this kind of position. Well, we're supposed to have a media that probes, examines, investigates, and exposes the corruption and the failures and the lies that are given to the American people by its government. There's one reporter out there that changed my mind, and uh, I want you to hear the clip, but that'll be, um, hold on one second, let me see, it's Matt, where is his name, I just had his name, Matt Lee, Matt Lee, I want you to just hear an example of what reporting should be. And then one, just one, one last thing, like, I, I, I'm not buying into Russian propaganda, but I'm also not going to buy into an, I'm not accusa asking you an accusation. Yes, you are. You're saying the proof is that I just said it. So let me just appeal to you on behalf of all of us in the American people and the people of the world and the Russian people and the Ukrainian people. One piece of evidence to suggest that the Russians are planning to use crisis actors to stage a false mass casualty event to use as a pretext. Just one piece. Okay. 
Now listen to what he's asking. His name is Matt Lee. He is questioning Ned Price, who is the Biden administration's professional liar when it comes to all things State Department. This is something that should have been touted in the very beginning of the wag the dog situation between Ukraine, who has bribed the crack-smoking son of the president, versus Russia, who has bribed the crack-smoking son of the president. Just one piece of evidence to back up your interpretation of the story. Because this looks to me as a very dangerous distraction, a very, very dangerous distraction that has the possibility of getting Americans killed. And not you or Kirby or Jen or John Finer or Jake saying this is what is so. And then you turning around and saying, well, because we said it, it's a fact. So let me one let, piece of let me one make, piece of verifiable evidence. Let, let me make. Can you imagine if that question was asked on every single one of these policies? Give me one scintilla of evidence. One scintilla of evidence. I don't care what it is, whether it's your spending schemes and not your BS that it's paid for. Whether it's your foreign policy, which is an absolute shambles and disgrace. Whether it's your border enforcement of our immigration laws. Whether it's law enforcement of the drug dealing, carjacking, rapist, gangbanger scum that are ruling our cities. Give me one piece of evidence that what you're saying is truth. One. Let me make a, a couple broad points. And I, I, I acknowledge this will probably unsat be unsatisfactory to you in the moment. Uh, but... Uh, here's what I think you know, uh, what I certainly know, uh, what everyone here knows. There are 100,000 Russian troops encircling Ukraine right now, uh, approaching Ukraine's borders, close to the borders. They're I want to know about the weapons system in Ukraine. Are they right? Let me know. Let me see that they are wrong. Because what I'm dealing with is a government that comes up and lies to my face on every single topic. Real quick on the um, Johns Hopkins study on the lockdowns. Um, it was this meta-analysis that came out of several studies, uh, lockdown during the first wave of COVID in spring of 2020, found that it only reduced COVID mortality by 0.2% in the U.S. and Europe, um, and suggested they have little to no public health benefit, but severe consequences for the economy. Um, and the, it suggests that lockdowns shouldn't be a part of a future pandemic response. Uh, is that the shared view of the administration looking in the rearview mirror? Well, I would say I would sort of first, of course, point you to our health and medical experts for specifics on this specific scientific study. I would note that the president has been clear we're not pushing lockdowns. We've not been pro-lockdown. Uh, that has not been his agenda. Most of the lockdowns actually happened under the previous president. It's important for all Americans to recognize that a permanent lockdown is not a viable path toward uh, producing the result that you want, or certainly not a viable path forward, and would ultimately inflict more harm than it would prevent. What our uh, objective has been is to conveying that we have the tools we need to keep our country open, um, thanks to the president's leadership. Liar! And I don't just mean about your fake red hair. You Liar! Lie. Exactly. And it's the Democrat mafia strongholds where the devastation was the worst. You still got your slaves walking around with dirty masks and slave plates they think are going to help them. You cannot fix things if you're not willing to speak truth to fraud, fascist, corrupt, political whores and pimps, even if their hair is dyed to a color you might like. 312 
642-5600. We're going to do uh, Friday features, and I'll take all your comments after this. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, so I have to tell you, I've been watching a lot of meatloaf movies. I took for granted how much I loved that son of a gun. I did. I loved them. I got to tell you. But I was flipping around, and this is an unusual pick for me. Because I don't really like sports, but I like sports movies. I mean, I love Brian Piccolo. One of my favorite lines of any movie. Um, I watched a sports movie that I thought for certain was going to be dumb. And when I saw the advertisement, it was late at night. I just wanted to veg out and not think about anything. And I put it on to fall asleep. I watched the whole thing, and I got a kick out of it. I really did. It's called Home Team. It's actually inspired by a true story of the um, coach for New Orleans. And I don't know, I always liked New Orleans. If I Not that I watched anything, but I remember when Ditka went there and Herschel Walker. And this is when Sean Payton was the coach. And I didn't realize Sean Payton had to take a year off. Well, during that year off, he actually starts to coach his son's team. And it is played by the guy um, who's in that movie about uh, New Jersey. He's a delivery truck driver. His name is Kevin uh, James. What's the name of the show? Squirrel Hands. You know the name of the show? Queen, King and Queens. King, King of Queens. King of Queens. And I'll tell you what, I got a kick out of that guy. And I thought this was a very entertaining movie. So if you want to take two hours off, you don't want to be inundated by BS propaganda. You don't want to think about your moron relatives who are Democrats and the rest of it. I highly recommend Home Team. Now I'm going to turn to you. I want a documentary because I have, I have to admit I haven't had time to see a good one this week. So I want to know what you think. I want a movie and a documentary. Ernie, Park Forest. Yes, my movie is Breaking Away, filmed on location in Bloomington, Indiana. Have you seen that one? Is It's the old one with the bicycle right around the reservoir? Yes, the 500, yes, the little it's a, 500. It's a great... It's a great movie. Daniel Stern's in it, and uh, Dennis Quaid, Paul no, I, Dooley, and Barbara Berry. It is a great movie, and it's been years since I saw it. So you know what I'm going to do? It, it is a hoot. I am it is watch, a hoot. I am going to watch that movie, and I want to thank you for calling and recommending it. Do you have a documentary? Okay. My, my documentary is a combo. Patton, and it includes a documentary of George S. Patton. George C. Scott was born to be Patton. Yes, he was. It was, it was a great role. He is a great actor. But th at that, he was firing on all cylinders. Thank you very much, Ernie. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to hang up on you. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. Uh, my movie is The Miracle Worker with Patty Duke. She won the Academy Award as the youngest actress to ever win an Academy my mother, Award. My mother loved that movie, Don. My mother oh. loved that movie. It is a phenomenal movie. And it's one of those things that when I watch it, I can remember sitting with my mother watching it. So I am definitely going to watch it. The Miracle Worker. Great, man. And, and uh I'm going to uh, try and get my grandkids to watch it because it's amazing. But uh, my documentary, ready for this one? All right. Um, I, I was in it. It's called I Do. It was made by Jonathan Brandmeier's brother, Joey. You were uh, in it? Marriage. I was in it. Me and my wife were in it. I do. I'm going to definitely watch that. Now, you know, you said yeah. something funny. I'm going to try and get my kids, my grandkids to watch it. Do you know how hard yeah. this is for me to tolerate? I've got two daughters. 
I went to film school. I think there are so many wonderful movies that give you such life lessons. And I'll put it on and it'll be an old one and they'll be like, All right, I'm going to go with the back. Sit down and watch the movie, you son of a gun. You know what I mean? Sometimes <laughs> you got to get tough with them, Don. Thank you very much. Yep. I appreciate <laughs> All it. Right. Maybe that's why they don't come home from college that much. You never know. There could be good reasons. Uh, Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Tonight um, I'm going to watch North by Northwest. Cary Grant, right? I think it's... Yes, Cary Grant, James Mason, Eva Marie Saint. Yep, I'm going to watch it. I'm in the mood for it. I got a friend from the neighborhood. I got a friend from, his nickname is Greg Lamana Peepee. And uh, he looks exactly like Cary Grant. And when I first brought him home, you know, you're you're hanging around with teenagers. I walk in the house, yeah. my, mother, my mother goes, this guy, he, he looks exactly like Cary Grant. Every time I watch a Cary Grant movie, I call him <laughs> up. So it's a good excuse to call my old friend Greg. So perfect. I will definitely watch it. What about a documentary? I uh, don't have one right now, but I'll come up with one. All right. All <laughs> right. Very good. Thank you, Teresa. I appreciate it. Duke of J, Hillside. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Oh, it's great. Um, yeah, I had a great car chase movie. It was uh, Vanishing Point, early 70s with Barry Newman, Cleavon Little. I remember Cleavon Little. I don't remember the specifics of the movies, and I love a good car chase. I'm still still a Steve McQueen fan just because of Bullet, but go ahead, and among other things. But he was so, always a great car chase. Yeah. yeah, he was driving a Challenger from uh, Denver to Los Angeles, I think. Vanishing great movie. Point. All right, very good. Vanishing Point. All right, what do you got uh, for a uh, documentary? I got a book, a novel. I'm going to go get another copy now. I can't find my other two, but it's called Unintended Consequences by John Ross. It's made in about 1999. I'm going to take it. You always have good ones. Duke of J, Hillside, thank you so much for calling. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Good. How about um, the Babe with John Goodman playing Babe Ruth? Big Babe Ruth fan here. Been a fan of John Goodman ever since I saw that. Really? Yeah. He's great. And Kill a Mockingbird with Gregory Peck, which goes along with the movie. That was good. And then for a documentary, MacArthur. That was a great movie. Uh, He had a great part in that, Gregory Peck did. What do you think? My wife had an uncle who I loved to death. His name was Orlando. We called him Uncle Lol. And he worked in patents like uh, administration like he was one of the guys that followed him around and uh or not Patton, i'm sorry macarthur and uh it was very very interesting stories so i have always been intrigued and you know when you think about it he rebuilt so much of uh the asian pacific the countries that it turned out to be wonderful because of his economic scheme he was a very interesting very very smart guy and uh i'm gonna watch it just because of it. thank you very much robert yeah. truly appreciate it all right. Mike on the south side. Hey, uh, the second time I called in, but a documentary that will kind of leave you, you know, pondering. That's what is I need. God knows where I am. I never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's about a lady. She ends up, they find her dead in a farmhouse. She had a mental illness, and it's all about her being right. thrown out of the system. And when you see it at the end, you'll just be like, yeah, right. it'll, it'll leave you... Yeah, that's exactly what I needed. Thank you very much. I love a good documentary. I love one with a point. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. All right. If you're on the line, stay there. I want to go to commercial. I'm going to come back and we're going to end with something that uh, I think is kind of special. That'll be after this. AM 560. The answer. Now you're talking. 
I like those songs. Put a smile on your face and you can punch somebody too. Love that. Christine Rogers Park. I'm back again. Um, hey, have right. you ever seen Cat on the Hot Tim Ruth with Elizabeth Taylor? Are you kidding me? I think she's the most beautiful woman that ever walked the planet. Yes, I have. Oh, so you've seen you've seen the play version on stage. Okay, have you ever seen um, Sweet Bird of Youth? I have not. Okay, so you're exactly how I was last Sunday. <laughs> Put out, if you've seen them both, watch them both, and you tell me what three things you, you find in common in those. Right. And it's not like deep. All right, we'll play it. Uh, you know. I'm going to answer your question on... Uh, I'm not back Monday, but Tuesday or next Friday. You might find four, but All right. if you Very get good. three, you're past Okay, thanks. Th- thanks for calling back. Thank you, thank you. Pete, Chicago. Uh, book, Matterhorn by Carl Marlante, the Vietnam novel. Outstanding. You'll burn through it in no time. Is this and, the one that uh, they did, the, the guy with the, the mustache and the long hair? It was based on an interview he did that was supposed to be 15 or 20 minutes and went three hours? Or am I there, mis- there's a few of them. He just okay. had an interview on uh, the Pritzker Institute, the Military Institute. It was outstanding. All right, very good. Thank you, brother. Uh, movie, you. yeah. Uh, Simple Plan, Bill Paxton. I lo- I'm a big Bill Paxton fan. Uh, another oh, another tragic loss. Thank you very much, Chris, Racine, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean, Chris here. I um, I didn't know we were doing books. I got a book for you too, but um, don't get greedy. Go movies, ahead. most. Yeah. Uh, most important movie documentary is uh, Honor Flight. It's all about the honor flights that take the World War II Korean Vietnam vets to saw it, and, and I love it. It's a great documentary. Go ahead. What do you got for a movie? Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Isn't it awesome? Yeah. Joe Dean, the guy who started it up in Port Washington. Um, yeah. I went to grade school with him, and what I saw f- him being interviewed. It shocked me. Yeah. So the other movie? movie is Gladiator. I can watch that. Gladiator, I can watch over and over. It's just awesome. Are you not entertained? I should end my show like that. Thank you, Chris. All wonderful suggestions. But I want to um, play something of a guy who was in 55 movies. I think it's wonderful. I think it's the proper way to end the show. And it always makes me smile. I think it's the best rendition for my money um, that I've heard. Oh, see, can you see my light? What's so Stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight. O'er the ramparts we who watched who were so gallantly streaming and the rockets
That's meatloaf. That's meatloaf. It's a great loss, but he was a great gift. I want everybody to have a good weekend. Take time off. Don't watch these propagandists. Enjoy yourself. We'll be back. I'll be back on Tuesday, John Anthony on Monday. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.